Lofentalberg for Bears News. This is the season to be jolly as the Christmas song goes, but while we stock our fridges to the brim and buy mountains of gifts, there are children in the Eastern Cape of South Africa who don't have food. It is the province where the unemployment rate is something like 60% and children are actually dying of malnutrition. And to give us an idea of the situation on the ground, we have the gift of Givers Coordinator Corinne Conradi in the studio today. Hi Corinne, welcome to Biz News. Good day and thank you so much for having me today. Indeed, I agree with you, it's not such a jolly time for thousands of families in the Eastern Cape province as many live with hunger as their daily constant companion. Well, I know we covered it during COVID-19 and, and there were specific reasons during COVID and, and the doctor Imta Suleiman told us about what children were digging up roots to eat. So why hasn't it improved in the Eastern Cape? Well, it is a fact that the child grant many families receive does not keep up with inflation and many people live below the poverty line. We spoke to mothers uh, asking them, what is the reason that your children go without food? And they told us truthfully that 550 only lasts them mostly two weeks and most of the time it's less than two weeks. And we asked them, how do you survive when you have, when you've used up that money? They say, we starve. We fill our bellies with water. That's the reality of many families. Sure. So how widespread is this in the Eastern Cape? About 80% of people live in poverty and below the breadline. If you look at the Eastern Cape province, there's not a lot of job opportunities. And many young people leave the province to other provinces in search of better opportunities. Often they leave the the house with the female to fit for her and the rest of the family. And so many houses are child-led households where there's no parents. This, of course, uh, have originated from the COVID-19 pandemic where lots of parents died and also lots of breadwinners died. How young are some of these kids that have become the heads of a family? We visited few households in the rural areas where it's 16, some households, it's 14-year-olds with little ones still in it. And these children go day-to-day begging. Many of them does not even go to school. They beg from neighbors, and that is how they survive. So where does the failure lie? Is it at central government or the provincial government? Government do have feeding schemes in place. They do have uh, the 350 grand but it is not enough and it does not reach everyone. I know of a specific feeding scheme in Butterworth. I don't know if you know of the tragic incident where a mother recently took the lives of her three children and including her own because she could no longer see her children starve to death. In that very same area, we know that the Department of Social Development have a feeding scheme and we visited them and we asked, how many people do you reach? And the numbers are shocking. With their budget, they only reach 120 individuals. And it's a village of 400 plus households that are living in poverty. So 
it's just not enough. They need to do more and they need to be more visible on the ground to know the need. But but I also understand that the Eastern Cape recently actually returned, or was it last year in 2022, they actually returned money to the central government that they did not hand out to families in need. That was an absolute failure to the poor and to those in need of the food. They And they returned it because of their system, their, their, their procedure, because they realized that they would not spend it uh, in time when it when 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 the deadline before the deadline and while people are dying while people go hungry while mothers see that the only way out of poverty and hunger is to rather murder their children and take their own lives so by returning the money they have failed the poor mothers and children of the eastern cape so what is gift of the givers doing specifically in the eastern cape Many of the requests came after the COVID, during the COVID-19 pandemic and after the COVID-19 pandemic. And we've done several assessments on the ground where we've seen that there has been an increase in malnutrition cases. And not just from the communities, even hospitals are calling on us to say children are dying. Just last year in Butterworth, nine children died in the Butterworth Hospital because they were admitted too late. And um, we have started 50 uh, feeding schemes or feeding centers across the province. And we also, on a monthly basis, because when you're dealing with malnutrition, children cannot eat normal food. So they need a fortified high energy powder or paste rather. So we have rolled out over 30 million of genesis across the province where we work with several clinics, including hospitals. And what is the effect of this being? Phenomenal. You know, when you look people in the eye who's got nothing, when people don't have food, they've got no hope. When our trucks pull up, you can see the joy. When you look a mother in the eye who are now able to give food to her children, whether it's the porridge, the high nutritional porridge, or whether it's a food parcel, you can see the joy and the dignity and the hope restored in the mother's eyes. Can you tell us one of the cases that you've been working with? Can you tell us a bit more details about that? I'll tell you about a recent case that we have been working with in the Tholeni area and the Tabakazi area. A mother diagnosed with HIV and um, she was told not to breastfeed her baby and because she, 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 the clinic told her not to transfer the virals to a baby as the baby was born negative. At that house, there was just water because she's got other children as well. And she would tell us, she showed us a two-liter bottle of water. She said, I fill that up with water and I tell them to fill their bellies as full as possible. And then she puts them to bed. She, her baby, because she still had breast milk, although they were not healthy for the baby, she was forced to breastfeed her baby. And just a month ago, the baby was diagnosed with HIV and the baby is now positive. This mother was telling our teams that, you know, she feels like she's killing her baby. She would rather die than live into poverty. 
several donors came on board and this family now receives every month bulk food and the 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 joy of the mother she says she's got a reason to love because she now receives assistance well, green gifts of the givers often come and and do basically the government's work, isn't it? Um, it seems all over. Tell us a little bit about the other projects that you are involved in. Well, you know, the Eastern Cape is also well known for the drought in several areas. Uh, Nelson Mandela Bay, which is one of the biggest metros in the province, we've drilled close to 40 boreholes recently. And across the province, it's almost 80 boreholes that the gift of the givers have drilled. Apart from that, we've noticed that there's a huge backlog with operations and treatment for cancer patients. We have now took hands with several hospitals to do those operations and to assist with funding so patients can get their treatments. And that's a huge help for many families in the province. And then we also have our monthly food parcels that we deliver to various families. How do you keep Gift of the Givers going? Um, are you receiving government assistance? No, we do not receive government assistance. And although there's a, a huge lack at times from government, we cannot look what government does and what government does not do. We are fortunate to have several corporates partner with us, various businesses, uh, good-hearted individuals on the ground who donate to the forces and, and, and to our humanitarian assisters, assistance. Also, we, we are partnering now with Ford, I should mention this. We are putting up 100 science labs across the province to assist underprivileged children with science and maths so they can have a better future. So, Corinne, um, what inspired you to start working for Gift of the Givers and what keeps you going? I started in 2019 where my own town was hit with a drought and voluntarily I started assisting the community. I was a financial advisor and I left my job. For eight months, I've worked in the community delivering water with not the income. And after eight months, Gift of the Givers reached out and they came, you know, they they don't come small. They came with big trucks. They came with rigs. And two weeks after I've assisted them, Dr. Suleiman asked me if I would like to join the team. And without hesitation, I said yes. Because when you, I enjoy this work. One thing that I cannot take is when I look someone in the eyes who are in need and I'm not able to help. And And serving humanity is where my passion lies. So is is it that I, I can help that keeps you going and uh, um, yeah, even when you see this absolute tragedy in front of your eyes? You know, many times it's you'll get the benefits of it. You don't deliver a food parcel. You, you, you don't support a feeding scheme. You uplift that person's dignity. It goes so much beyond that. Where, when I've walked into these impoverished households, Beyond that food parcel, it's the human touch. People feel that they are heard. You know, I love to embrace them. I love to hug them because that's my personality. And they don't feel like they are left behind. It's all about the love in your job and the passion that flows through you.
And um, what is one of your memorable moments ever that you've what, what that happened to you while working for Gift of the Givers? Sure, <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> there is a lot. Um, most memorable moments was when we visit a school for the blind and for the deaf in Amtata. That was during the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic. Those children were at the end of the year going home to the rural areas and going back to impoverished households. And we've given food parcels to 200 learners to take back. And many of them couldn't speak. Many of them could not hear us. But in their actions, in their embrace, the love, I remember a blind girl whose eyes were completely covered. She couldn't open it. There was flesh over her pupils. She started singing in the most beautiful voice. So seeing these people grateful and giving praise to God through the aid that they are receiving, that is absolutely beautiful. How can people get involved and support um, Gift of the Givers work? We do have our website, www.giftofthegivers.org. We've got our Facebook page. We all our, 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 our contact numbers are on. People can reach out and also those who would like to donate, no matter how big or small, that our banking details are on our website. Um, I also want to talk about Dr. Imtaz Suleiman. I mean, on social media, it's often said, we need him for president. He should be a cabinet minister dealing with these issues that you were talking about now, these social issues. What do you think? Uh, what is it like working for him? As everyone would tell you, Dr. Imtiaz Suleiman is just the most amazing leader. I've worked with him. He, he's physically on the ground. That's what I love about Dr. Imtiaz. He's, 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 he's humble and he's among the people. He does not sit in an office. But what inspires me is his spirituality. Everything he does is spiritual. His wisdom Everything that is a true inspiration to all of us, and it always teaches us, you know, to 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 serve people. Most importantly, with love and with humility. I mean, it doesn't matter what your religion is. He he helps. Dr. Imtia Suleiman enters churches. He enters mosques. He enters Hindu temple. He looks beyond religion, beyond race beyond your whether you're rich or whether you are poor, he's there for everyone and, and that is what we truly can take from him. Green Karate, thank you so much. I'll put your the details of the website and everybody if somebody wants to donate. Um or maybe just a last question, um, because we're a business station. Do you find that the business sector do you think supports organizations like yours enough? We are very fortunate, uh, especially post-COVID-19 pandemic. Many businesses have come on board and they are very generous in giving, especially when there's a disaster. And, you know, previously it was all about marketing, where their brands could be seen and well marketed. We found that many businesses don't even bother with that. All they want is for the people to receive the assistance they need because many of the people on the ground are also their clients. Well, Karin Conradi from Gift of the Givers, good luck with with your campaigns and I must say thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.